Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Today, as we're live uh, in the Connected Hub here at the Atlantic Technological University Hub, uh, right here in Castlebar, thanks to Mayo County Council, I'm going to chat to some of the people who actually use the hubs here in the West to achieve. Uh, a work-life balance uh, that we keep hearing about. And as I said earlier in the week, uh, Castle Bar coming first, Ballina coming second in the best place in Ireland uh, to live and work. So a couple of guests here now I want to introduce you to. Uh, Brian Barrett uh, is in the solar panel business, a company called Solar West. You're very welcome, Brian. Dr. Noreen Curtis, who's starting a new exciting telemedicine WebEx project uh, from the hubs, also joins us. Um, as does as does Louise McDonnell. Uh, she's the founder of Salon Social Media, and she's a social media strategist. You're very welcome to the program, um, Louise. And finally, I want to welcome Stephen Carlin. He's the National Hubs Network Program Manager at the Western Development Commission. And uh, Stephen, we might start with you. Um, bring us back to the evolution of of hub work and hub life. Um, this project's been on the go for a couple of years now, uh, and it's been very, very successful. Um, thanks, Bobby. Yeah, it's, it began back in 2019. I joined the Western Development Commission back in 2019 to take on the role of what was then called the Atlantic Economic Corridor Hub Network, which was a, w- a West of Ireland project based um, from Donegal down to Kerry, including Roscommon, all those counties down around the western seaboard. And it was about looking at all the hubs that were in that region and seeing could, what could we... How, what kind of value-add proposition could we add to these hubs? Because some of them were doing really well, some of them were treading water, and some of them were maybe struggling with occupancy and an ability to market and promote themselves. Okay. So uh, my, the job at the time was to listen to the hub managers and the other stakeholders and see what solutions could we bring to bear to help um, solve those problems. So, so is it your vision then that one hub would be exactly like another? Or what, what's the advantage of... I suppose collective, a collective of hubs. Well, you've you've absolutely struck the nail on the head there in terms of the hub network. It's a very broad church. It's a disparate group of hubs of um, of participants. So we're in the iHub here in Castlebar today. This is very much this runs a lot of business development programs. Marie and and Barbara here in the team. They run the uh, New Frontiers program. They run the um, Female Entrepreneurs Empower program. So they, they're focused on that um, delivery, those business development programs. <coughs> Other hubs are more focused on co-working, facilitating co-working and business supports and a mix of both to help make them um, uh, sustainable. And at a high level, uh, how does it work in terms of what, how do you pay rent? Can you turn it on? Can you turn it off? Or are there similar prices, uh, r- models throughout all the hubs or... Does every hub have its own pricing strategy? A lot of hubs have their own pricing stru- <coughs> uh, structures. We uh, don't get involved in that. We allow, but what ha- what's happening by bringing the hub network together, we're, we have a target of having 400 on the platform by 2025, at the end of 2024, um, and we have 343 at the moment. So we're well on target to having that, to hitting that, uh, that okay. objective. But um, what the hub manager, what they're doing is they're, as you join the network, you get a sense of where my price point needs to be. So and the hub managers then advertise and promote their their services off the back of that. Then okay, but, uh, let's talk to some of the people who are actually using the hubs. Our first guest is Brian Barrett. Uh, you have a solar panel business, Brian. Firstly, tell us about your business, Solar West. Morning, Bobby. Uh, solar West. We're based in Balmullet in County Mayo. I'm a co-owner of Solar West. We cover the whole of Connacht with the solar PV business. Right. We're in the domestic, non-domestic, agricultural, and commercial industry. Um, solar West was founded off the back of 
a need for a solar company in the west of Ireland. Right. There's a number of them in the Castlebar, Westport area, but nothing from here down towards Balmullet. We're based in Balmullet. We work out of the GTEC in Balmullet. Okay, so how do you, would you use a number of the hubs in Mayo? Yes, we're based, our main office is in the GTEC in Balmullet, right. which is run by Ross. but I would use a number of the hubs around Mayo. Even Wednesday, I was in the hub here in Castlebar working for a couple of hours. I'm on the road three to four days a week. Right. So between meetings and between projects, I can pop into a, a hub, use it for two or three hours, get my work done. You're not working out of a cafe, out of McDonald's, out of your car. Yeah. You can focus on your project. Fantastic. And and you do, the people you employ, carpenters, electricians, so would they ever get to, would you have a meeting in a hub, for instance? Yes, in the hub in Balmullet, we use the, the meeting room for the training, for general monthly meetings for ourselves, for business meetings, for bringing customers in, yeah. even for our own staff, to bring them in to do manual handling training. The different types of training you can do on-site in the hubs. Yeah. And that's invaluable to us to have these at a cost point, which is very good for a business. Yeah. So in terms of the, 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 the ratio, like we often look at the traditional property costs, you know, if you're renting a premises or that, I'd suggest that the use of a, of a hub can be a fraction of that. We started off in the hub, in the GTEC in Palmolet, on a hot desk. Yeah. And developed to a smaller office, and now we have a, a four-person office. And the cost is fra- minute yeah. compared to taking a business, a property, setting it up, rates, insurance, lighting, security, internet. Yeah. You have all that on your door heat. It, it makes at, absolute sense. At a pence in, in the pound. Yeah, well done. Okay, Brian, we'll come back to you. Um, Cynthia, maybe tell me a little bit. Uh, sorry, not Cynthia. Uh, my, my bad. Uh, I wanted to talk to, to uh, Louise. Um, can you tell me a little bit about your business, Louise? Uh, sell on social, me- social dot media. You're a social media strategist. So I think I know what you do, but maybe you tell the nation. Um, hi, Bobby. So I help uh, businesses create sales-focused digital strategies. Okay. There's a lot of people out there who use social media, but they throw a bit of spaghetti at the wall and hope it sticks. So I help them to create a strategy so they use social media efficiently. Lots of people think social media is about becoming an influencer. Influencers are different because their job is content creation. If you're in business, you've lots of other things to do in the day. So I help you spend as little time as possible getting the best results you can. And those results is money in your bank account, not followers. Yeah. So um, I have a done for you agency. So um, I people outsource their social media strategy and implementation to, to our agency. Um, and then I have an online training academy and I'd have um, businesses from all over the world who join my coaching programs or my, um, my online training programs. And my workforce is completely uh, remote so um, I have two employees that work fully remote um, in Ireland and then I have um, overseas VAs as well. Okay it sounds like a great business and typically then how would you use the hub or how does it work for you? Yeah so um, my business um, I suppose has been established a few years now and I started working um, from home uh, particularly when my my children were small Um, but I find the hubs now are fantastic Bobby that you know, if you do want to get out and you want to expand your network, because sometimes if you're working remotely and you're working from home, it can be, you know, <coughs> you know, even though I speak to people all day long, the hubs are a wonderful place to go and network and to meet other people and to grow your network locally. Yeah. And they're also great because sometimes, especially in rural Ireland now, like if you move 
well, I'm from the area, but if you move to an area and you don't have children or you're not involved in local events and clubs, like how do you get to grow your sure. network locally? So so I use the hubs to meet other people, but I also use the meeting rooms. And like that, I can I can have my team come and we can have, you know, sessions where we're all together in the one room because we just literally meet on Zoom most of the time. And would I be right in saying that you've probably won business from other hub users in terms of advising people on their social. So it's just people that you've met in down in the canteen or whatever that say, you can help me with my business. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes you just help, you know, it's very informal. And and you you don't mind doing that because that's what it's about, isn't it? Yeah, very good. Um, Our third guest is Dr. Noreen Curtis. Noreen, you're sorry for taking so long to get to you, but you're very welcome to the programme. Tell us a little bit about uh, telemedicine uh, and WebEx projects and how all that works. Well, I'm a GP in Akala. I look after three offshore islands and I started working in telemedicine about three years ago, over three years ago. And initially it was for it was for, it's for a private health insurance company. Initially, I was using my own office and the <coughs> connectivity was awful. <laughs> and you'd go in and you'd wonder, oh, gosh, is it going to work today or is the video call going to drop? Am I going to be back to telephone? And then I started using the hub and it was just a game changer. Um, So now I just go in, switch on. It works every single time. The platforms I use need quite a a good Internet connection, high speed broadband. And I use the GTEC hub in Ackle and it's fantastic. Have a look back. And can I ask you this? You mentioned the three offshore islands. Do, 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 Do those islands then... They clearly have to have a good Wi-Fi uh, network and all that goes with that in order for you, for the other end to be... to be. Yeah, the other, the island patients then, <clears throat> there's, there's another actually very exciting project going on out there, a home health project. Um, we're involved with Cisco and NUIG and there's a new, I suppose, digital medicine um, service being set up uh, on a pilot basis using the islands to... Um, get better service for the patients remotely. Which islands do you look after? I look after Clare Island, Inishbigal and more recently Acklebeg, population one. No way. Wow, that's amazing. And do you get to go out to the islands? Or? I do, I do. You I go do. to Clare Island every week and I go to Inishbigal once a month. Okay. All right. So so this is clearly a, a like an, an, an area where technology and, you know, remote communication per se works perfectly where there's two-way communication between your patients and yourself and they're on the island and you're an ACO. Absolutely. We're using a platform called My Patient Space <coughs> to communicate with patients. In fact, this week we had our first online hypertension clinics where Ackle and Clare Island and Lewisburg and Galway were all connected. So we had the patient out in Clare Island who could just toddle off down to the hub and there we all were. We had, they had the consultant in Galway. They had myself as a GP. They had the research doctor. And we were able to look at their live data as well, which is part of the Clare Island project. So I could draw up all their results of their recent blood pressures, for example, in the last year and look at it and discuss it and manage it. And the patient was able to just go I, off I love Clare Island, by the way. I've, I've, it's beautiful. I've stayed in the lighthouse there. It's an amazing place. Uh, just special place that anybody who has never been there should try and visit. Absolutely. Uh, back to you, Stephen. You've heard, you know, three representations there from three very different businesses, all using the hubs, you know, for their own needs and their own business needs with, with, with what appears to me to be a, a, a high degree of success that must make you happy. Yeah, it's great to hear those stories. And uh, when you go out, and uh, we do use the hubs a lot, obviously ourselves, for my own connected hubs teams meetings around the, around the country, 
And when you do go out into those different hubs and start talking to the hub managers, the richness of stories that are coming out of those uh, those hubs, it's just extraordinary, the diversity of activities that's going on in those hubs. And uh, no, it's really, really pleasing. And it's great that um, great to hear these testimonies th- th- this, this morning. And uh, like on the Clare Island one, for example, that's a collaboration that you don't often hear about, but uh, a number of different government and private agencies coming together to make that, that happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, Brian, back to you. In terms of the solar business, um, are, are you finding that people are really taking, you know, house energy now very seriously? People, how, when you meet a potential customer, how, how, how much are they guided by how much the saving would be versus uh, their contribution to, I suppose, the green agenda? Or is it somewhere in between? You'd have a, a point between the two of them for both, for everybody, because they're looking at the cost of energy yeah. and the cost of running a household. They're looking at savings, but they're also looking at helping the environment. And we, when we do a proposal for somebody, on their proposal it gives them what the CO2 savings are, the, the financial savings. You'd have about 80% of people that would be looking at a financial saving, yeah. first and foremost. But then they see the benefits of it. And they see the benefits of being able to manage their house better. They're educating themselves through the system that we're installing of the use of power in the house yeah, yeah. at different times of the day. It's amazing how much, you know, how, how, how people have become much more aware of, of, like, when you think of all the drafts over the years and the heat just going out under the door. O- over uh, a two-year period, Bobby, people have seen the cost of electricity double and triple. <coughs> so and it's enough to make them sit up and say, sit up I'm and going to do something about this. Exactly. And they all look at it and say, we, we'll go in the door, we'll meet the people and educate them. And that's part and parcel of our business, is to educate people and help people and sell solar. Okay. Noreen, back to you in terms of the future of your business uh, and, you know, video communications. Uh, wh- where do you see it actually going? I think it's getting bigger and bigger. Like, you'll never replace your on-the-ground GP. <coughs> you never want to. There are patients that need to be seen, examined physically and, and dealt with in person. But there are lots of smaller problems in medicine that can be dealt with remotely yeah. and particularly when you see somebody on a video call you can you can assess a lot so for the smaller details the telemedicine medicine market is great it's it's there yeah. it's getting busier all the time I could and be and working even around the clock patients have come around and are much more comfortable Absolutely. with it than they might have been Absolutely. in the past yeah that's great last word to you uh, Louise uh, in terms of social media there's a lot of small businesses out there listening to this program you said it earlier that you know people can be distracted by social media, people can go down the wrong roads. But in terms of just, I suppose, good solid advice, um, is it to, 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 to get an expert or get somebody who understands social media to do the social media rather than try doing it yourself if you don't know what you're doing? I think the first thing, Bobby, is to recognise how important it can be and how, how um, strategic it can be for your business. Yeah. Lots of time they think people think that social media is just something, a tick box, something they should do because everyone else is doing it. And I think if people really understand the opportunity that's there and how it can transform their business, then they'll put the time, the effort and the finance behind it to make sure that it works for their business. Well, so, so that's what I would say. All right. Well, look, it's been great to catch up with you. It's really wonderful to see such a diversity of different uses here at the Hub. So my thanks uh, to Stephen, uh, to Noreen, uh, to Brian, and indeed to Louise. Thank you for joining us today. And good luck uh, individually and collectively uh, in the Hubs and with your businesses. 
Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.